Welcome to NLP Talks with Laura Evans, a podcast for people looking to unleash their potential in business and life. I'm Laura Evans, international trainer of NLP and host for this podcast series. Join me for insightful interviews with people that know firsthand just how NLP can change lives and they'll share with you tips and strategies to help you clear your path to success. Stay tuned. Welcome to NLP Talks with Laura Evans. I am Laura Evans and I am the founder and lead trainer here at Unleash Your Potential and of course your host for this podcast. It gives me great pleasure to introduce today's guest who is Jeff Kidner. Jeff is an anxiety and career coach specialising in using NLP in big business. He's going to share his top tips with you on how to get big business not only to accept NLP, but also deliver great results in business. He also has a massive passion for timeline therapy, which you'll also hear about today. So let's get started. So Jeff, what drew you to NLP? I can't give you a direct answer, if I'm honest. I think it's I think it's the energy of the universe. It just comes to you when you actually need it. And it was for my own self-development. Yeah. I think I was in a role that I'd done for a long time. Mm. And I, I'm coming up to 50. And I thought, there's got to be more than this. And yeah. I've got more to give. And everything that I've learned over the years, I wanted to do more with it. But I think more than that, I'd spent energy overcoming some challenges and my own thinking. And I knew that. And then I read about NLP and then went onto the website and there you were, <laughs> shouting back at me <laughs> in only the way that you do. And I resonated with that and then I dug into it a little bit more. And I'm a, once I decide, I decide. And yeah. then I thought, this is going to work. This is going to... I wasn't sure, but I thought, yeah. let's just... So I signed up straight away for the practitioner. I didn't have to have any discussions or anything. I just went straight into it. And as it was on day two of the practitioner where I sat there and thought, this is exactly what I've been missing. Uh, exactly. On two fronts, on the professional front, I'd studied coaching and mentoring to ILM level seven previously, but I'd always felt like there was something missing. Mm. And then as soon as I saw NLP, I'm like, that's the missing piece of the jigsaw. Mm. And personally then, I thought, this is going to shift all the stuff in my head that I know has been holding me back. And actually on day Two, I was because I was working full time there, and I rang my manager at the time and said, "I I need to go part time." I actually I just knew, and it felt like putting on an old comfy coat. And I thought, "This is where I belong." Can you remember life before NLP and how that was for you? Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. was it? If you were to describe it. Oh, just energy draining. Right, mm. because I'd always suffered with the confidence was my biggest thing. But when you break that confidence, it's such a wide term, isn't it? But inside that. It's not loving yourself and it's it's not believing in yourself. Mm. And I think until you can do that, everything else is a struggle. So I nobody would say I lack confidence because I and I got senior management jobs, I'd run my own business, I've done didn't stop me doing anything, but it took a lot of energy to do it. Mm. So when I start doing something, my initial thought would be, Oh my god, you can't do this, you're gonna be rubbish at this. And then I'd put energy into saying, You can, you can do this. Yes, you will, yes, you can. But by the time you've got to that point, some of the time's gone. Whatever, you know, yeah. <laughs> and then you're ready to go then. So you, I don't think you ever give 100% of, of, of what you're capable of or achieving with your potential. And I had the sexuality thing, so I always struggled with being gay. Yeah. And I think it, I got to a point where I was okay with it. Yeah. But then 
once I did that LP, I was completely okay. Yeah. And I could, I, like, I would never say it to anybody. And I'm really, I'm saying it yeah, to yeah, an audience, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I, and I'm 100% comfortable with that. But NLP, he got me to that stage. I love it. I love yeah, it. I love absolutely. it. Absolutely. And I love hearing people's journey because it's like, and, and I ask these people, can you remember life before NLP? And, and you know, and people go, I don't know if I can. But I was like you, life was just hard work, mm. you know. And like you say, you're constantly battling negative thinking and it's like a heavy load. And, totally. And that's yeah. what I remember, the battling and the energy draining and, and the ickiness of it all. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't all, it wasn't 100% like that, you know. Yeah. But, but there's times, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're somebody that I hugely admire for having taken the NLP skill set and taking it into a corporation, into a big business and getting it accepted. You know, it's something that I think a lot of people are scared of. They stop themselves and you've done it with ease and elegance and all that kind of stuff. So I know you've used it in a financial institution. Just tell us a little bit about kind of how that part of the journey started for you. Okay. I think the motivation was the results I got personally. Mm. So when when I saw those changes, I as I was going through the course, I was recognising people in my team that would benefit from and so I'm I'm clocking as I'm seeing outcomes and techniques I'm thinking that'll work for them that'll work for them yeah. in my own team because I had a team of about 40 people at that time and I would meet them on a one-to-one basis talking about personal development so it was I had a, a group available to use the techniques on so and I think that's a luxury I didn't have to wait to have a paying client to use it they were all sitting there ready for me to go help me Jeff help me help yeah, me yeah <laughs> yeah well and I did but I didn't say NLP in the beginning right. so if somebody I knew was anxious or lacked a bit of confidence I, I I was saying I've I've learned some new skills now and I can definitely help you with that so what I did I sent an email out to my team saying I'm trained in NLP so I, I named it in the beginning, but I said, well, this means I can help you with and listed a whole list of things so that benefits, I knew was out there. Yeah, the, the outcome of what yes. I could give them. Exactly. I did it on a pull basis. I didn't want to force it on anybody. Mm-hmm. So and I had about five or six people come back, and say, oh, my God, I'd like to try that. Let's give it a go. And I did some quick things with those people, NLP techniques, things that we could do in a one to one because the one to one was about an hour, hour and a half. So some quick changes, but as you know, you can get some significant results in that. And they walked away sort of, wow. And then that rippled then. So a little, they told their, their colleagues. So that, it's, that softened it then. And then they, so it, within the team, it grew. And then other people were looking in on the team. If and people like. noticed, didn't they? Yeah, I remember I, you telling yeah. me, people were asking you, Jeff, what are you doing with your team? Because they're all different. Yeah. And tell us a bit about that. Yeah. Well, the one, I think... You can't tell. Sometimes they, you know what you're in there for, yeah. but they get other things as well. So I was doing an anxiety piece with somebody, but they stopped biting their nails at the same time. So I got known as a person who can stop people biting their nails, <laughs> but like that wasn't what I was doing. It was just an added bonus. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it helped both ends. You know, you've got the people in the middle in performance wise, they yeah. tend to plod along. But yeah. you've got the high achievers then and the people who are struggling. Yeah. And that's where we saw the differences. So the people who are struggling, it's, it's usually a confidence issue or they're in the wrong role. Because you know, one of them, when I talk to them, when you start understanding what their values are around their career, and you could see it was a mismatch. And often within the organisation or otherwise, you can do a better match with that. So you talk them through and then they're really uncomfortable because they're doing something they don't enjoy and they're not particularly good at. But then moved them into another role and they flew. 
Brilliant. So it's matching that up as well. But you just, the overall confidence that you saw in people rising was incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. I love it. I love it. I'm guessing some of your senior, because I know you were a senior manager in that organisation. I'm guessing some of your other senior colleagues would have been seeing what was going on as well. I mean, I'm guessing that was quite interesting conversations to be having with oh, them. Oh, definitely. Well, my manager at the time, who was obviously a more senior manager, was an advocate and she knew what I was doing because she facilitated the training and allowed me to reduce my hours then when I went part-time later on. So I wanted her to experience everything that I'd had as well. In the one-to-one, I'd do some limiting belief changes or some small quick things and then lead them up to the bigger, more intense things. So I went into TLT with her. Which is timeline therapy. Timeline therapy. Yeah. familiar with that, yeah. And a dramatic change. Really? And she fed a very, very private person and fed back to me what what was happening and significant change that she didn't expect. So there's another advocate then. So I was selective on who I, for the senior team, I was quite selective on who I chose because in an organisation like that, I didn't want it to come across as a bit woo-woo. Yeah. Because that's what a lot of people think of it. But the way I got around that was looking at the area they worked in identified a bit of the pain points and what KPIs they were being measured on and then thought about what the outcome the NLP could give and then match the two. So then you're helping them deliver something in the organisation and you get more by. It's the same as introducing any change, I guess. It's showing the people where you'd like to lead them and why you go in there. And on that, I had two other senior managers then that came to me and they become recommenders then, don't they? So they're referring you around the business. And then, so it sort of grew organically without me pushing. And I did. I never wanted to push it. I think that's the big thing. It was always delivered by p- them pulling from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's important. Mm. Oh, no, I agree. I think, you know, it's always the thing I warn people when they come off the practitioner course particularly, because we all get so excited that we've just acquired this huge toolkit and we can help so many people. And I'm always very clear with people at the end of the course, there are hundreds of people out there that you could help but not everybody wants your help. And I think you're absolutely right. That strategy, that organic growth, I think is just critical to the way you you know, you know, implemented it. You got some great results for some people. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think people become your walking adverts, don't they? Absolutely. You know, and they go, oh, you're different, you know, and what's changed? And I remember you telling me the story of one of the senior directors that you worked with and you did timeline therapy with. And, and everybody after was saying to you, what have you done to her? She's like a different woman. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you remember that one? I, absolutely. It was an amazing session and she looked so different afterwards. Her face just was clear and glowing and she let me say in this, but it's creased in the forehead through the stress of the worry that she was going through. Very, And I resonated with her because she thought very much like me, very, very harsh critique of her own abilities, very, very capable woman. And all of that disappeared. And yeah. as she came in the next day and she said, my husband asked me if I had Botox. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my God, I've never had that before. That's a real good advantage, isn't it? Yeah, and that was just her own achieving inner peace. Yeah. And taking away all of that, beating yourself up. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, massive. And massive, massive difference for her. And and she's gone on to a different role and really, really excelling in it. You see her now as a different person. It must Absolutely. make you hugely proud about what you've been able to oh, help other people achieve. And the biggest thing for me, we were at a social event and her family are coming to me and saying, oh, my God, thank you for what you've done. Different person. You know, we've got our family member back. 
Oh, amazing. And that, that for me is, is it. That is absolutely it. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, I love it. I love it. I remember that as well. I We had a delegate on the um, practitioner course and I happened to go to an event. She was an accountant. And I went, she launched a new office and she invited me along. So I, I went and her mother was there. And I never met her mother before. And she came up to me, she said, I can't thank you enough. I have my daughter back. And I was just like, and that really stuck with me that day. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. I think that's the thing when you, you, when other people start referencing the work you're doing and referencing how we literally can change lives. And, you know, like you, I don't say that lightly, you know, it's, it's just hugely impactful. Yeah. And yeah. you can see people literally grow, can't you, sometimes when you work with them. Have you got kind of like, a, you know, an example of someone you've worked with that you'd be happy to share with us that you're kind of particularly proud of? The one I just mentioned is yeah. my most proud. Fine. Yeah. And then there's another one because... That's, that was all towards career performance. Yes. And then when I worked with somebody else, you don't know what's going on in the background. You know, so when we had the discussion, she was telling me all the work things. So we did the NLP and she went away and she came back and she said, I've, I've used everything that you've taught me, not in work though, but at home. Yes. She had a particularly stressful home life. And she said, I've dealt with this, I've dealt with that. This was getting on my nerves, that was getting on my nerves. And she said, it's great. And everybody was so receptive. She said, I was expecting everyone to kick off. Yeah. But she used the conflict management piece of the, you know, perceptual position. Yes. She said, we all had a good good chat and my home life is sorted. Yeah. And I, so it's so adaptable. And I think that was another time so thinking it's working for people in, in work. It's working when they take it back home. It's like it's so flexible yeah 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, perceptual positions i'm glad you mentioned that because i love that little technique Mm. it's so simple often referred to as the three chair technique for people that can't remember its title Uh, but perceptual positions and it's a great tool for conflict resolution it's a great tool for helping people with problem solving getting new insight personal perspective and i'll tell you what we'll do in the show notes for this episode we'll put a link to a little one pager that i've got on perceptual positions because it's super easy and i think all the listeners listening would love it and be able to get some value from it so we'll do that if you want to access the show notes you just go to aliciapotential.org.uk forward slash podcast and you'll find this episode with jeff and in the notes on there you'll you'll be able to get that download in terms of getting it into the organisation, I want to come back to timeline therapy in a little while because right. I know it's a massive passion of yours. Mm. For the listeners listening to this, maybe the listener is already NLP trained and looking to get it into an organisation, or maybe they're curious about NLP, thinking it could be used in that kind of capacity. If you could give someone like kind of three top tips on how to get it recognised and used in an organisation, kind of what would the strategy you used, and is that a strategy you would suggest other people? People could also use it is an adaptable one strategy but I would I wouldn't cut and paste but it's yeah. I would give you a generic strategy and that's to decide first of all have a strategy yes. an overriding strategy so you've got a plan to follow but it's identifying your advocates initially knowing somebody who's going to be on side with you and to support that is knowing the outcome that you're trying to achieve with the NLP and making sure that it aligns with the KPIs or the, the problems that that person are achieving. So you're always trying to help make somebody else's life easier. And if you're looking at that in a professional way, is how can you help that person reach their objectives or make the changes that they want to make uh, within that department? And I guess it's twofold. So you've got the top management buying in. Uh, but uh, I wouldn't try and go too blanket. I wouldn't give, but be quite specific and pilot in an area. Keep it small. Uh, it's, and it's about the organic growth. So get the outcome because we know NLP works. We know we can get the outcome. 
So just let it grow organically. If you try and push it on people, it doesn't work. And use the terminology of the business. And that's why I'm saying it's not cut and paste, because you need the language and the precision language that the business use for them to relate to it. So if you start using NLP technology, uh, terminology, you will cut everybody off and they'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm not sure where you're taking me and I'm not taking a risk because most businesses are quite risk averse. So you've got to take that away initially and then use the people that you've got on a day to day basis to to raise awareness. And we did lunch and learns, started mm. introducing those where you can give an overview of I would I would call it influencing with confidence do you never really put nlp in the title nobody at would all? know it was nlp yeah. and then terminology in the materials wouldn't be nlp talk there might be a page describing the communication model yeah. but that would be about it and there would be no techie terms in there yeah, it yeah. would be in the language the business understands yeah deliver it to the pull that comes to you because if when you do it i won't say if because when with nlp you get the results so when you start getting the results you will generate the appetite for what you deliver then and that's what happened in that organization and it got to the point where it was more than i could deliver for them so it was on a growth platform then i love it i love it i think you're absolutely right because i think a lot of NLPers, if we call ourselves that as a population, fall into the trap of using a lot of NLP lingo and jargon. And we know what that means, like perceptual positions. Like, I mean, anybody that's, like, that's not done NLP, they're like, what is that all about? And you have to be able to break it down. You have to be able to explain it in a way that works for people. But I love the fact that what you did was focused on the benefits to the individuals and the organisation. And I think that's the right way to go. You know, like you've identified there was a problem in the organisation with confidence so you ran a confidence-based workshop not an NLP workshop but a confidence-based workshop and equipped them with skills techniques and methodologies they could use to solve that problem it's almost like you find the problem and what's the solution and then marry the two that's right and things like that because you did a I remember you telling me you did a relaxation session for them as well as a lunch and learn what tell us a bit about what happened with that well that was around well-being so around a particular group of people who were going through a lot of change at the time. So they wanted to give a, a well-being piece. It was a confidence talk. So I did the standard confidence and then introduced a small, really light piece of hypnotherapy at the back end. But I didn't call it that. I yeah. called it deep relaxation. Yeah. And there was about 50 project managers. That's a, quite a senior role within that organisation. Right. And there were some of their managers in there and a couple of directors at the same time. We went through it all. And as, at the bit where I'm bringing them back in, the next speaker came in, who was I was one of the senior directors. And he's, I can still remember the look on his face because he's like, what's going on in here? What's going on? <laughs> and he just sort of took a seat near the door and I carried on and everyone came round. And uh, just asking a few people, then how did you feel that? The feedback was phenomenal. Really? And really, really positive feedback on the back of that. And one of the people that was in there actually then ran a confidence for speakers event within that there's a lot of people on that particular site and it's just because there's a lot of presentations in that organization that and people it is something people have trouble with so they had a weekly meeting where they would just get together and all support each other and have some tips so they invited me along to do another session just for them so I could just tweak it then for presenting, so yeah. confidence in presenting context. So. so always delivering stuff that's relevant and fits a specific need yeah. rather that's than just a vanilla off the shelf 
Yeah. And it's funny because that's yeah. some of the stuff people often comment to me about. I don't, although I do NLP and I do NLP training, I'm actually quite good at tailoring it to a context, uh, which a lot of other people out there struggle with. It's kind of like I've got a toolkit. Now, what do I do with the toolkit? Rather than like you're saying, it's tailoring it, it's making it specific. Yeah, what's it going to do for me? So, and that's the same. And I think my background's in manufacturing and continuous improvement, Lean Six Sigma. So I've always had to set, sell an idea or, a, or a, an approach. So I think that helped me because. Well, like anything, when you're introduced to any sort of change, you've got to show people where it's going and what the benefits are going to be. So I just followed the same. I, I still to this day remember the conversation we had when you went, you're not going to believe this, but I've been doing hypnosis in work. And I was like, really? How did you manage to get that passed off? And it reminds me of a conversation I had with one of our other master coaches. Again, she was very keen to do hypnosis, but sometimes there's an aversion to the word hypnosis. People will say, that you've, you've probably had it like I have. Oh, I'm not doing hypnosis. You know, you'll make me stand on a chair and cluck like a chicken or, or something like that. Because people misunderstand what we're actually trying to achieve. And I remember saying to her, you know, if you go out and say to people would you be interested in a deep relaxation with a few positive affirmations to help you in your life moving forward would you be interested and she had him queuing up so I do I think it's how you position it. and I don't think that's about being manipulative I don't think that's about not being straight with people because actually that's what hypnosis is it is a state of relaxation okay it's achieved through focus but that's the output is relaxation. And I think that we could do more with that in the world, right? I mean, if you think about the corporate world, we both used to work in separate organisations. People are so busy all the time and running, 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 running. And they get to the weekend and I'd physically relax, but I wouldn't mentally relax no. and I wouldn't switch off. And I think hypnosis enables us to do both. And I think if more people did that in the workplace... I just think it's phenomenal. Massive change. Well, I was one of those people because when I signed up to the to the coaching course, I said to yeah. you, I don't want to do the hypnosis piece because yeah. I and I for that exact reason, being in that organisation that was, I wouldn't say regimented, but being there for a long time and mm. you know the organisation was there, so I'm thinking going in with hypnosis, people are going to look you've gone off. They'd yeah. be like, no way, am I doing anything like that? And you said to me, come along and step out of it. If it's not for you, yeah. you step out. And I did. I stepped to the back of the room. And then I thought to myself, why didn't you? And because I think it was a 20 minute sort of taster thing. Yeah. I thought it doesn't hurt to taste it. And I was like, oh, my God, it was amazing. And although you go into that relaxation stage, you come back out of it super energized. Like you've had a, like a power nap. <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm ready to go again. So and that, I was bought in from that. And I so to start off with hypnotherapy, you, you will cut off people. Yeah. But doing it, calling it deep relaxation. And they, they were the same because I, I had the after lunch slot. So I thought, I don't want to... And then they were all like, oh, God, hypnotherapy now. Are we going to come back around? And they did ask me that, the guy who was running the, the agenda. Will they come back around for the last session? <laughs> no, they, I'll leave them there. <laughs> yeah, they will. And they'll be energised. It'll give them a nice boost for the for the yeah. afternoon. So, yeah, yeah definitely. So I, I, I totally relate with that because I was one of those people. Yeah. And again, it comes back to the benefit. It isn't the tool. It isn't the hypnosis. It's about what that gets them. Change in life, relaxation. I mean, it's just, yeah, yeah phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal. Cool. I'd like to talk to you a little bit about timeline therapy because mm. those people that are listening and are regulars on our courses and have done courses, you'll probably have met Jeff at some point because Jeff comes and helps out quite a lot. And he is affectionately referred to in our little NLB bubble as the timeline therapy king because um, I don't think there's anybody that gets quite as excited about timeline timeline therapy as Jeff does and absolutely loves it so Jeff what is it about timeline therapy that you love so much I have to go back to when I experienced it and that yeah. would have been on um, the prac course I yeah. guess wouldn't it? and for me that completely changed how I looked at myself that was the biggest thing for me 
and I felt so much lighter and my whole thinking had changed and I felt taller and cleaner and lighter and all a lot of the self-critique that I did on myself it didn't disappear at that point it wasn't until I did more and more later on that it completely disappeared but it got to a far more manageable place and, and when I was critiquing myself it wasn't the harsh real cut down stuff that I used to do and I'm it was massive. It was a paradigm shift in my life and my thinking. And I wanted other people to share that. And I was 40-odd, well, late 40s having that. And I, was, I said to myself as I was doing it, what would life have been like if I'd had that at 18, 19, 20? Not that I regret anything and I achieved a lot in my life, but who knows? And I just think everyone needs TLT. <laughs> it should be on the school syllabus, if you ask me. Everyone leaving school should have that. And then when I did it for the first time with a client, you can physically see the change in them. They glow afterwards, their eyes sparkle. And like I said, with one of my clients, they looked like they'd had a blinking facelift. Yeah. So to en enable that level of personal change for people, I think is absolutely phenomenal. And it's so easy. And because it's content free, nobody has to talk about any of the issues that have caused all of those problems. And I, that's a big relief for people. So as soon as you say that, it's like, oh, great. I don't have to tell anyone all of my rubbish that's gone in, in my life, but I can get rid of it at the same time. And that's why I love it. And I'm totally with you. Like, it was, it changed my life. I was suffering with anxiety and depression when I had timeline therapy done on me for the first time. And I, too, will never forget my first experience of timeline therapy, you know. And I, you become forever grateful for the person that introduced you to it. I mean, I'm very grateful to the guy that introduced me to timeline therapy because I think, wow, and like you, if only I'd had it 20, 30 years previously, I wonder what heartache I could have saved myself from. Yeah, um, and obviously, yeah. when we do timeline therapy, initially with clients, we let them, we help them let go of anger, sadness, hurt, fear, and guilt. So what we call the big five uh, negative emotions, of which a lot of other negative emotions are a subset of those. So it is, I mean, I often describe it as domestos for the mind. Um, it's the best analogy I can use without talking about other brands. I'm yeah. not allowed to, but, um, you know, kills 99.99% of known gems. Well, kind of, not quite that. But yeah, it, it's, it's such an all-encapsulating technique, isn't it? It works at mm. such a level that people are, as you say, they don't have to talk about stuff. And I don't, quite frankly, I don't want to hear it anyway. No. But, but they can get rid of it and they can get rid of so much more than they ever expected to. That's the bit that always blows my mind. Yeah. And then when yeah. clients come back and they say to you, oh, my life's different in this way. And you think, well, that wasn't even part of the coaching, but happy days. Yeah, yeah. You know? And when you explain it to people and you, you talk of those big five, they say, oh, sadness is going to be huge for me or anger is going to be massive. And it's never, you because it's your unconscious mind, you can't predict what it is. So you, it comes out in such different ways for different people. You just see it in the face and the physical, and I think if you can see it that physically, that if you can gauge that amount of change in people physically, what is phenomenal what's going inside the mind. Yeah. And I use the analogy when, with all my coaching. If you imagine two races on the racetrack, one is just a flat sprint, nothing in your way. And the other one is a hurdle race. That's where most people are because all... And I, your unconscious mind or your, and your conscious mind is full of is like your filing cabinet full of all your rubbish that's gone on and all your filters that you've got in there, and that's what's giving you all these obstacles. So I think traditional coaching will take you around the obstacles. Yeah. So you can get there, but you've got to work a way around all the, the rubbish you got in your head. You use NLP and it'll take the hurdles out, so you're on a flat level again. 
That's a brilliant analogy. That's my analogy. I use that with all my clients. And TLT is where you come to the water. There's a water jump. You know the one with the big square water jump? Yes, yes. NLP takes all this away, but you're still going to land in the water unless you have TLT. Because that TLT fills in the hole for you and then you can run flat again. I love it. So that's my analogy for TLT. I love it. I love it. I love it. I just, it's a brilliant, I might have to steal that one. I think it's a brilliant analogy for what we do. Talk to me a little bit about being a full-time coach and how NLP plays a role in that for you. I'm guessing it makes coaching results much better. We've been talking about that all the way through. Oh, absolutely. I'm guessing it's not just the corporate world because that's what we've talked about until now. But now you're dealing with people that are coming to you with their own free will and seeking you out. Yeah, Um, yeah. How's that? It's just as impactful, if not more so. I guess if I pick on what, not pick, but select one client, they'd been a stay-at-home mum for a while. Yeah. And... Had a part-time job, but knew they were f- capable of far much more, but didn't have the confidence to do so. So came to me looking for confidence, really. And then when you do the analysis and you talk to the client, then you can... It's all bespoke, isn't it? And when you're talking to the client, you you pick what technique is right for them and the issues that they see. And so that's what I love about it, NLP. You could, It's so flexible and adaptable, and it's such a massive toolkit. There's so much that you can choose from. You can really make it a bespoke and very focused session and you know you're going to get really precise results and doing the masters gave the linguistic capabilities to challenge and release things just by talking so you know you're loosening everything up and getting rid of things just talking to the client without getting to the actual physical NLP stuff and it's usually a one-day session I tend to do or two-day breakthrough type I'm not somebody who does month on month on month because I know NLP will give you the result in one session. So that's what we do. And they're always a bit bemused when when you've had a few things done as well. You've sort of got that, what's happened (laughs) to me, look. that we know, yeah. And, you you know, you say you'll sleep like a baby tonight, go home and you'll wake up in the morning and and it'll settle and you'll see the differences. And when I met her again a month later, it was like a different person. She's beaten. She was quite shy. And when I saw her, she's waving at me in the middle of a shopping centre and going over <laughs> here. And such a difference. And I'd gone for a dream role. Didn't get it on that first one, but came a very close second. And was then looking for, I think it was window dressing. She was, or something creative. Mm-hmm. And that's given me the confidence now. I came second. out, And there was 10 people gone for the role. And she said, so I, I know I can do it. And the plan was there, you know. She said, I'm, I'm building my studio. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I'm signed up for this course. And you could just see the progress. It's, it's amazing. It is amazing. I love it. I love what we do. It's fab. It's, isn't it phenomenal? It's phenomenal. It. Yeah. If you'd like to get hold of Jeff to find out more about what he does, then head on over to his website at elitebreakthrough.co.uk. We're coming towards the end now of, uh, of the episode. I know I could sit here all day and talk to you. I really could. Thank you so much for sharing such real valuable insight into how to get an LP into bigger corporations and use it with great impact and effect. And of course, sharing your passion of timeline therapy. I'm going to ask you a few quick fire questions Ooh, now, which we always okay. finish our episodes on. Right. And let's see what we make of this. Right. You ready? Yeah. Okay. By the way. So let's go. So <laughs> unleash your potential. What does that mean to you? Quality and energy. Okay, good. Like it. I like it. If there's one thing this year you want to achieve that you've not yet achieved, what's that? Oh, one thing I want to achieve. Get my website sorted. Yeah. And build my MailChimp email list. (laughs) 
<laughs> There's a story to that. Oh, we, were, we, were, we were working on MailChimp, <laughs> weren't we, the other day? We met up and I gave you a hand with it. If you could go back to any age, what age would you go back to? I don't think I would. I'm happy no. where I am. Okay, yeah. good, good. Yeah. And if you had a key phrase or a pearl of wisdom to share, what would it be? Tell them what they need to know. Oh, cryptic. That came from an MD that I used to work with because yeah. I am a bit of a waffler. And she stopped me once and she said, you're a very, very capable person, but I want you to know you just need to tell me what I need to know. And I thought, hmm. Oh, interesting. And if you think about that, whenever you're communicating, it's quite, it applies. It doesn't mean you have to make it really short, but it goes back to telling them, the outcomes of the NLP, tell them what they need to know. And tailoring communication. Yeah, um, yeah, precise so, language. Fabulous. So, I want to introduce you to the Unleash Your Potential jar of badges here. Right. In here are, well, there's not 53 now because we've done a few episodes, but there's lots of badges in here with words all connected to NLP. So what I'd like you to do is put your hand in, give it a whirl around, pick right. out a handful, um, and then just pick one. Okay. And then I'm going to ask you why you picked it. Right. So, have a quick little look at what you got there. And if you don't like any of them, you can always chuck them back and start again. <laughs> there was one there. One there. You got one. Love it. Right. So, you hold on to that. I'll have the jar back. So, tell us, what did you pick and why did you I pick it? I picked Excited because there's a couple of reasons. It's because that's how I feel when I think about NLP. It's how I feel when I think about my business. It's how I feel, I think about myself and my clients. And it's one of the questions I ask myself, instead of what's going to make me happy or what do I want to do, I now ask myself what makes me excited. And that helps you be far more focused on what you want to achieve. So that's a big word in my world. I love it. I love it. I love it. Fabulous. Well, Jeff, thank you again so much. Pleasure. Really appreciate you having come in to help us today. If you've liked the episode today, please do share it with a friend or colleague that you think might be interested. And of course, don't forget to subscribe um, and leave us a review. Let us know what you thought of the episode. If you want to find out about other episodes, just go over to our website, which is unleashyourpotential.org.uk forward slash podcast, and you'll find access to all the show notes, all the documents that we've spoken about. And of course, if you're interested in finding out more about timeline therapy and the courses that we offer, again, head over to our website, anishapotential.org.uk forward slash brochure, and you'll be able to find out all about our courses. So thank you for joining us, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.